<laughs> Hello, my dear ones. If you're watching on YouTube, come on over to DR Morris TV. Subscribe and have some fun. We're going to have one huge site. Tomorrow, I've got uh, Roseanne Calabrese coming over. Now, today is Wednesday. And the boys will probably have this up, but tomorrow Roseanne and I are going to get together and do a few hours of videos for you, talking about some of this stuff. And this subject keeps seems to come up a lot, and I want to address it with you guys. It goes back to uh, one of our students of a long time, and um, you know I've got a copy of his Facebook page here where he's really kind of cutting us down quite a bit. Uh, uh, he, he starts off by making some false statements that Dr. Morris uh, protocol has caused thousands of eating disorders worldwide. You know, when, when you make claims like that, and this is John Stern, uh, this is um, called defamation. And if you want to see what that's like, you're watching one right now with Johnny Depp and his ex. This is totally untrue, totally a lie, and this comes from someone that's got his ego damaged or something. I don't know what the problem is with John. He was a good student for a while, but sometimes people go awry, and then they start, you know, going crazy with stuff. So his thing, and I think I talked about this before, was that raw milk, raw meat empowers <clears throat> you and things like that. I know a, a group of people that love raw milk and and even raw meat, stuff like that, you know. So the thing problem is when you talk about these foods and stuff, you've got to know the chemistry involved. Because if you don't know the chemistry involved, then you're just spouting off things that you feel. And I get it. I get a person that's highly malabsorbed because this gentleman obviously deals with extreme malabsorption. When you deal with extreme malabsorption, you deal with extreme lymphatic stagnation interstitially. That's just factual. And you might even deal with some mucoid plaque on the wall, though that seems to be easy for most people, and John should have had that off of him a long time ago. But I guess the best example I could give you of someone that's a good example of a good raw food eater like that is Ian Myers, who got re real thin going after his problem. His problem was the same. He had been a life of proteins and stuff because, you know, Ian, he's got a body to die for if you're a man or a woman, I guess. Um, but uh, he went down really skinny and then built himself back up, went to the green drinks and things and built himself back up. Man has been, uh, you can't even go back to when man was islanders. You know, it's funny, I had a, a beautiful conversation yesterday with a, a lady that extremely awake. She's from, she was from the British uh, Isles and things and we were talking about longevity and my god all the islanders have such longevity compared to all the meat eaters and all, all the uh, uh, protein eaters of the northern climates. Uh, and this is all factual stuff. You can, you can, I mean, it's easy to look that up. Islanders just have a great longevity record. Her grandmother was 100 and almost 120, and uh, her mother, I think, is up in that or something. She's uh, my age and um, very aware. In other words, dead flowers turn to live flowers in her hands, that awake. Pretty cool stuff. But you have to go through processes to get well, and I said this before, when you're going through a process, so let's take a look a minute at the different foods that is offered right now on this planet to humans that they think. So if we didn't have a way of processing or growing or anything, we'd be basically fruits, berries, and probably some vegetables. That's about the foods for you know almost every creature on the planet, just about. And so we enter into this illusionary concept that's been promoted by man, that he's some type of paleo caveman, and that he's some type of big meat-eating species. And this is a ball-faced lie. You can't prove that anywhere. Man, even in the caves, had a lot of vegetable matter in their guts. 
I've researched this all my life. And so, man is a frugivore. I mean, you have to take a look, and, and this is why I took a time, I used two veterinarians, and I went over the whole bodies of the various vertebrates to show you the difference between a frugivore, a herbivore, an omnivore, and a carnivore. And so much lying and misinformation out there, it's sickening. And here's a great example. The first thing that you think of, I say grizzly bear to you, you're going to go meat eaty, big meat eater. Not true. See, the assumption that bears are big meat eaters are just not true. And, and that's some of the lies that you see out there. Bears are omnivores. So what's the diet of a grizzly bear? So I would go to National Geographic who did a whole show on the grizzly bear. They would have the most information, I would think, but they could be liars. Um, but it showed, and you'll see them in, in Alaska movies, that grizzly bears eat grass. And that's almost like a herbivore. It's just so interesting to me. You know, because you have to be able to digest vegetable matter. And dogs, when they get GI tract problems, they go eat grass, right? But a lot of times that grass comes out whole. So the reason is their digestive tract is so short, so much shorter. Uh, herbivore's GI tract is the longest of all the vertebrates. And that's because vegetables are full of cellulose and you have to grind them up. That's why they have grinding teeth. We don't. So this is why I'm more in favor of fruits and berries and melons and things like that, but I'm not opposed to vegetables. You know. But even the macrobiotic experts claim that vegetables need to be steamed to break them down so they digest better, break down better. So there's arguments everywhere you turn and go. Me, myself, and I, we, I, raw is the key. A living food is a key. I've been able to cure, and you, you, John, you make all kinds of false statements here. We, uh, we cure almost everything that we go after. And sometimes people are working for it. Sometimes people are on raw foods for two or three years. If man were genetically able and cleaned up enough, he could, I mean, there's no, why would you eat cooked food? See, and the only reason you don't eat cooked food is a condition of your mind and your emotions. Because when you start, and I've talked about this before, and in spiritual people, when you start plugging into consciousness and you, you, you stop the thinking process, your energy goes way up, way up, because you're not using thought to dispense conscious energy. So you're just, you're just being awake within consciousness, and that breeds more energy because consciousness has levels to it, just like just, just like creation, basically, has levels to it. And so, when you take a look at species, they're adapted and they, the food is supplied for the species on the planet. God didn't just throw some species there and say, well, pick whatever food you want, man. Everybody's designed for specific foods. And if you examine the inner workings of the Homo sapiens, frugivore, period. He does not do well with vegetables. He can digest them. So why did we invent juice extractors if we could simply eat vegetables and get everything we wanted out of them? See, so we invented juice extractors because we knew there were a lot of goodies in greens, but we knew there was a lot of cellulose and there was a lot of digestive issues in humans. Couldn't hardly tolerate them as well. And humans like to swallow their food somewhat instead of eating. Basically, short chewers. And with vegetables, you have to chew, you know, 20, 30 chews per bite to get them ground up enough. So, again, when you look at animals that eat vegetables, these are your horses, your elephants, your giraffes, your rhinoceroses. These have large muscles, and they're, uh, they're big beings. Look at these horses that all they eat is grass on the range. And I, I dare you to go up to a wild stallion, you know. They're just big, beautiful, magnificent creatures and muscle-bound. Oh, where did they get their muscles? You know, in growing, raising horses, growing up, uh, we wanted to put muscle on them. We used alfalfa hay. All farmers know alfalfa hay puts muscle on, on animals. Okay, but then when you take them to market, we don't give them alfalfa hay, do we? What do you give a cow before you take them to market? For about a month before you take them to market. Corn. Oats, if you wanted to, grains. Why? 
fattening them up for market. You want to marble that meat with fat to make it taste good because if you have just strong solid protein and meat people don't like that. It's more gamey then. So they like that marbled meat with that. Well, you got to eat grains if you want to put fat on because grains are complex sugars. Oh wait, so grains, is that a food source for, for any animal? What happens if a horse found, uh, eats too many grains? The founders, right? So anytime you eat too many grains, what does that bring into your world? Extreme acidosis. The other side to that is complex sugars. Die at the very least, saccharides. So what you've got is complex sugars for your body to try to break down. And most people have adrenal gland weaknesses and they don't break down their sugars well. So eating complex sugars and adrenal gland weakness will yield you what? Fungus and a lot of fungus because you're creating fermentation. And so then you invite the people that are involved in fermenting. Fermentation breaking down at that level. Carbon and that is your fungi. Moles, warts, all these kind of people like that. So when you look at grains, they have high enzyme inhibitors because they're not sprouted, they're dormant, right? It's only when you start to sprout, germinate these things that life, energy, everything begins to pop, right? That's when you think about sprouting and eating sprouts, right? Look at uh, Victor uh, Kabinkas, whatever his name, uh, Survival into the 21st Century. Uh, that was an old book. You know, he was a, he was a sprout. Sproutitarian, he claimed, you know, and so that's what he ate, nothing but sprouts. Yep, I couldn't argue with that. David Wolf was something else. And I mean, they were having a big conference at one time and everybody was arguing which was the best way to eat. They argue all you want. But fruit has to be high up on the list because fruit is the natural food of man and a lot of other animals. And so is berries. Berries are amazing. Look at the bears, they love berries. So 65% of a grizzly bear's diet is sagegrass, 65%. Wait a minute, I thought he's a big meat eater. Actually, when you get down to the amount of meat or protein that animal eats is only 7%. And, and when you look at that, you understand that he's already a, a bear. You have two areas, you've got grown and you've got growing, the children. So when you look at a National Geographic show or something, you'll see an adult bear rip the skin off, which is your lipids. Right? And what's that for? Putting on fat, and fat is broken down into what? Sugars for energy? Absolutely. Glycogen is then stored right and then broken down for sugar. Why? Energy. That's why you hibernate. Then, you can, then you've got energy for cells, because if you don't have energy for cells, what happens? Not about the protein. If you don't have energy to a cell, what happens? And it, proteins are not energy sources. We don't burn protein for energy. Mm -mm. We're only looking for stacked amino acids or amino acids that we can stack. So grains, horrible, horrible. And, 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 and when you uh, devitalize them, when you strip them, now you have white flour. What do we have? High, high gluten. We have a glue. Anybody play with paper mache? Anybody have art class in, in high school? And you mix white flour with water and what do you get? And how hard did that become? And that's why we have all this mucoid plaque on our bowels. Well, can't do the grains because that's, you know, you might argue millet and quinoa is a little alkaline, but still grains. That's not a viable source. What about beans? Protein. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. They're dormant. So they have high enzyme inhibitors. They have high phytic acid. So yeah, we could. Uh, does that sound natural to take a, a bean like that and then we have to soak them for an X amount of time to break them down? Now we have something that's high sulfur, um, something that has to uh, has high enzyme inhibitors. Like I say, high phytic acid, and we want to do what with it? So you sprout it again. There, there'd be the way to go. We turn it into a living plant, which is then a vegetable. Oh. So now let's go to milks. Everybody wants to argue about milks. Okay, so let's go to mama's milk. If you're going to eat milk or drink milk to rebuild yourself, then I highly rec you recommend you get raw mother's milk, human mother's milk, because that chemistry is suited for the human. The problem is you have to find a woman that's eating a raw food diet if you want the maximum nutritional milk. 
And so then you could uh, sell that, and a lot of women do sell their milks. It's a big thing now. So, what are we doing with milk? And when you take a look at uh, the enzymes that break down the lipids, the, you know, when you're looking at milk products, you're looking at lipase and, and that sort of thing, the body loses a lot of the enzymes to break down milk products after age two. And so after age two, it's very difficult to break apart milk. Now let's look at milk nutritionally for a minute. Basically, milk is predominantly carbon, half lipid, and less than half of that, protein. So what you have is you have an energy source, blood, with some nutrition. Then you've got your lipid, which is your lymphatic source, building the baby's lymphatic system. And then you have some amino acids for structure. You don't need a lot. So it's perfectly set, but after two, you move away from so heavy a lipid because the lymphatic system's up. But your carbon intake can go up. But your carbon and protein intake should never change. You should never swap and put protein. I was watching Insure the other night advertising a 30-gram drink of protein with one gram of sugar. That needs to be brought out to the public of what they're doing because 30 grams of protein and one gram of sugar is so bad for you it's not even funny. You're talking about an extremely acidic drink that's extremely mucus forming. And you're going to recommend these drinks to older people that are already highly congested or babies you can ingest them up and start their tumors? I mean this factual stuff. This, these aren't nutritional drinks. You don't make a milky drink with 30 grams of protein and, and one of, uh, of carbon or sugar and call that a health drink. If you do, you have to explain to us chemists exactly how that is. Where's your electrical bonding? Where's your tissue salts? Where's all the stuff that's in natural plants and stuff? You know, lost. Matter of fact, there's so much of these foods now, they're just using nanotechnology. I was reading more about that last night. It's like, holy crap. Anything to boost flavors, anything to boost uh, longevity, even if the, the scary part of the nano is the cell and what it can do to the cell. You know, when you can slip anything outside of your immune system, go through a cell wall, that those people need to be removed from society because you're now seriously, and this is just what these vaccines are doing, and they claim they even use the lipids so these nano uh, particles will go into the cell. Now, it's on the news, a chronic liver uh, deterioration from the vaccines, chronic hepatitis. Of course, I mean, it's just sad, 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 sad. So getting back to this, this John case here, milk. All right, one of the most constipating, mucus-forming foods on the planet. And if you do have to can carry the enzymes to break down the milk, and some Brits do, that's what they claim, then I don't know. But all I can say, after eight, all animals wean their babies off. All mamas wean their babies, and none of the babies get milk after that from life on. And you see that everywhere. So when man thinks he has to go back to drinking milk as an adult to get his health back, gravely mistaken, might feel empowered, but you wait, just watch. Then pretty soon the body will get full of mucus, full of acids again. Raw milk has got to be alkaline, no question. But raw milk can be acidic depending on the diet of the donor, to say it. But if you're going to drink milk, why would you drink a cow's milk, raw or not? Look at the difference between the chemistry of a cow's milk and a homo sapien milk. I mean, the difference is like a vegetable and a fruit. Look at the difference. Look at the weight, the size, the species difference. And you're claiming that's healthy? See, when you make claims like that, stupid claims, you know, if you eat raw meat, yeah, you can, you can get that uh, adrenaline energy from meat, raw meat. Yeah, gives you a false sense of power and strength. That's not dynamic cellular energy. Not at all. And so that's not what you want because after a while, then 
see you later kidneys getting back on the proteins bye bye kidneys but you don't have to believe me because you can go ahead and do this I don't care what you do but when you say that I hurt all these people I'm gonna come after you so is my attorneys because it's untrue you can't defame people you know uh, can't make false statements and you've done nothing but make false statements through this whole thing here he said at once recommended raw eggs. Yeah, I did. Years ago, I used to, I used to build up. And uh, I come from Indiana, and people have eggnog, so you put milk and raw eggs and nutmeg and all that in there. But um, I used to use a raw egg to build up. And years ago, I used to think that in an emaciated people, a raw egg would be really good with all that to build up. I got out of that thinking since I've seen so much through these later years of what we can do with the herbs and things like that. The herbs are really the magic healers of it all, but the uh, fruit is key. We, we, you've seen so many neurological cases come out of that. So when you're rebuilding the nervous system, John, that's not um, causing thousands of people to have digestive disorders. Matter of fact, if you have digestive disorders, what kind of food would you want to eat, John? You know, when you have digestive disorders, how much stress are you going to put on your digestive tract? And what type of disorders do you have? Do you have pancreatic, enzymatic uh, problems, uh, uh, pancreatic duct problems, uh, gallbladder problems, uh, malabsorption? What all you got there, John? IBS, Crohn's? What is that and how do you fix it? You got anything like that and you go back to raw milk and raw meat, good luck. Good luck. I can tell you a lot of people that uh, can give you their opinion about it, but not what I would do and not what I would recommend whatsoever. You're right. I would not recommend that. But you know, we all grow. It's like they're using the egg thing, but I'm not opposed to a raw egg if you really, you know, you couldn't have access to fresh uh, juices or anything like that. The, the, the missing thing here is, and it's why I, I made superfood blends. And then I cut it all down to maybe one, but then I have the baby superfood blends. And the baby, uh, the mother's milk by nature is due out any time, it's just we've all been so busy. Even the lab, because now everything's getting moved to the lab in Utah, and it's just oh, a lot of work, but so much better, so much better for us. So I'm excited about that. Um, but. You know, if you if you're in the, it depends where. Again, all this depends where you are, what ex, what type of food you have access to. I mean, what type of herbs you have access to. All this depends upon where you are, and what you can do. Anybody that thinks you can go through detoxification and not and not get a little skinny is probably nuts. Matter of fact, you see a lot of people gain weight sometimes when they go on a uh, raw food program. And we talked about that. Why would someone gain weight starting on a fruit diet or a, a vegetable diet even? Why would, what would you gain weight from that for? Water, edema, you know, and that's a big thing. When you see you gaining weight eating fruits and vegetables, you know you're highly acidic. And if you watch, it just takes X amount of time to take an environment that's agglomerated, highly acidic, look at chemistry, and how long it takes to beat that up with electrolytes, to introduce electrolytes into a miles-long system that's agglomerated, introducing electrolytes, right, and, and hoping all that gets digested and absorbed. How long does it take then to get all this electrical energy, if you're eating raw, and, and electrical, to get all of that into the blood, broken down, absorbed through the interstitial areas of the small intestines, and then how long do you think it takes to get in and get to these areas? It's amazing how quick. To me, when you see the body and how it works, it's amazing how quick the body responds to these things, in my opinion. You know? But detoxification, I said this on the last video, this is about changing your diet to a better diet. Detoxification is a word we use that what we watch when you do. And that's all I did is watch what happened to me when I went to eat fruits. Did I think there was something wrong with eating fruits? Why would there be something wrong with eating just fruits? See, and that's a big, huge mistake to think that fruits are a non-nutritional 
food. That would be a huge mistake. Remember the three doctorate professor I was telling you about? Three doctorates studied nutrition and, and foods all his life. Uh, I like that guy. Canadian and uh, smart as a whip on nutrition and, and, and what's in all these foods. And so hard to argue with someone that's got the whole life involved. You know? It's just never nothing's perfect under the, the homo sapien earth sky. You've got toxic air, you've got toxic houses, you've got toxic thoughts, toxic emotions. I mean, the whole world is toxic here. It's a warring planet. Now you've got all these beings coming in. Who knows? I know there's some things moving. The, the energy, we're talking about this to this lady, you know, I'm, I feel the energy of this planet is being pulled up to the lower vibrational frequencies of the astral world. That's why you're seeing a lot of these things that are generally in frequencies you can't see. But you're beginning to see them. And so these frequencies are opening up. And so whatever that means for the human. Let me see what else here. Just a little animal protein and this nightmare can quickly resolve itself. Nightmare why? You're the one in a nightmare problem. You know, and then you blame everybody else in nightmares. You know, a little bit of protein. You'd be better off if you think that. You'd be better off than to go to a nut. You would not be better off than to eat a piece of meat. Because a nut has at least a lot more nutrition in it. A piece of meat is just a dead piece of tissue. Stagnant blood in decaying cells. Uh, what's nutritious about that? A lot of phosphorus. A lot of energy. A lot of energy, right? But it takes your calcium out in the process. Oh, wait. Protein takes calcium out of the body. Factual chemistry. So, do what you want. And grass-fed meat, it don't matter if it's grass-fed or whatever. I knew a medical doctor. She was a, she was a medical doctor, became a naturopath, but she was a chemist. And I, I really liked her, but she, I was raw foodist and wasn't eating animals, but she wanted to create a farm. This sounds like something you, you like there, John. She created a farm, she bought a big farm, and she raises organic grass-fed beef, and then she eats them, you know. And she was doing a blood chemistry seminar, and I was interested because I'm a chemist and i kind of a little fanatic about knowing things. That way I can teach you guys and I can try to simplify it so then it doesn't become a brain teaser and then uh, help you to understand things better if I can. So, uh, matter of fact, she's the one that taught me that fungus it, it can also be a... Um, a byproduct, uh, I mean, uric acid can be a byproduct of fungus. I didn't know that. I didn't know fungus left uric acid crystals in the body. I was thinking more proteins, right, because that's basically how we all look at it. But, because uh, I asked, I'm the only naturopath in a huge room full of medical doctors, but I had to ask because I see a lot of fungal problems in low protein eaters, low meat eaters. And so I was always wondering why that was, why so much uric acid problems. And again, I, I, can, I can see that for sure. Let me see what else here. So you just, you know, again, if it's your balance, fine. But don't make a statement that I've left all these people in disorder because that's a lie and I can get you legally in trouble, John. And then all the innocent people that you sway away from a good program because they, th they believe in you. And you're one of those people that get a, a loose cannon going here for some reason. You can't seem to get a hold of things and then you go back to, to these sort of things, which is okay. You can live on that all you want. I don't recommend it. I don't promote it. And I never will. We have total success. The homo sapien has to get his health aligned up or his species is not long. I'm telling you. And eating dead animal meat, whether it's raw or not, it's still decaying cells in stagnant blood. And what do you get? Anybody out there know what happens? when something dies and all the stuff we try to pop it up. Look at what these uh, grocery stores put on meats to keep it red and nice. Toxic crap. And it's just like, okay, 
So if you're going to do that, John, go out and do the, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Ted Nugent thing. Kill your animal and eat it right there. I mean, that's, that's, that's how, if you're going to talk like this, that's how you do it. Or go milk your animal right there and drink it down. I mean, if that's what you're, you know, what you're want to get into here. Uh, well, he brings this statement, no indigenous uh, islanders have ever eaten fruit and mostly animal-based, not fruit-based. That's not true, John. I've got a lot of clients that were islanders, older islanders. I have one particular islander. She was cute. 96 years old. I was talking with her. Beautiful black woman. Beautiful. 96. And I kept looking at her and I kept saying, you 96? She goes, I'm 96. I'm going, you sure you're 96? She goes, I'm 96. What's wrong with you? And I can't remember which island she was from, but she was raised exclusively on fruit. She didn't get her meat until a teenager and their family was so poor they couldn't afford it. Because in those islanders you have caste systems and stuff like that, you know, and the more wealthier people can afford the meat stuff, which is really a good thing. So that's not true, John, your statement like that. That's not true. Yeah, islanders had fish and stuff like that's fine. Right. Right. But we're only talking 120 to 150. John. That's not that old. You know, nothing's perfect under the sun. This planet is not a perfect planet. You got primates stuck in places. Look at the the, the what we call mountain gorillas. They're mountain gorillas now, but, but we created that. We've created such an environment that all of us, except for those that sit back and go to the grocery stores and stuff, try to seek good food, and it's difficult. You can go to the grocery store and get all processed food you want. You've got produce sections. But if the grocery store doesn't look at it, uh, they'll allow any level of pesticides. I heard that HEB, that's in Texas and through there, HEBUT, HEB does look at uh, pesticide levels. And I hope that's true because pesticides are neurotoxins. And you've got a whole bunch of young people running around with ADD and ADHD because of neurotoxins. So, you know, and going after a neurotoxic case, by the way, John, uh, you could never cure anything like that eating a diet like that. Ever get a, someone out of a wheelchair or something like that. Crazy. Oh, now this is a good case. We just now brought this back. All right. Robert Morse mentioned in one of his videos he heard of a lymphoma case healing completely after eating rotten meat. Yes. Yes. I remember that. That was funny. He wasn't cured, but he got rid of the tumors. What did it? Parasites, John. Parasites. Now, if you want to eat rotten meat, you go ahead. But this was a shaman. And I kind of vaguely remember that story. God, it's so many years. But yeah, uh, this man was dying of lymphoma tumor. He had tumors in him, and the shaman said, well, you know, fed him rotten meat. But then you got to see exactly the job of microbes and the job of nature. They like to eat stuff up. They like to clean up the house. And so I remember that case. But would you take that as a reason to eat rotten meat? When you understand what lymphoma is now, that guy didn't. But the shaman knew how to get rid of a tumor. If somebody eat it. Or you have Dr. Pimple Popper debreed it. I mean, you see what I'm saying? You're, 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 you're bringing up ridiculous stuff. Uh, uh, many people say that Dr. Morris uh, doesn't encourage his own protocol long term, but yet doesn't say what to eat after detox except for salads and 80% raw. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute, I saw something. Raw milk is slated to be alkaline in his book, but yet the man goes off when someone writes. No, I mean, you know what you get. The problem, John, is I deal with tumors. I deal with the lymphatic system. And of all the foods on the planet, guess which one is the most lymphatically compromising of all? Which one? Which group? 
the dairy group. Always. You can't tell me nothing. I was born a farmer. So you can't tell us all nothing. We all went through, we go all through all colds and flus. We all go through all that. All Midwestern people do. I spent a lot of years in the Amish communities too. We all go through the same things, drinking the milks, and they know it too. I remember I was giving this talk in, up in the Amish world. You'll see some of that on this new video, Tissue Regeneration. And uh, after my talk, because there's a lot of dairy farmers up in northern Indiana, a lot of dairy farmers. And you ever see the, the fingers of an Amish dairy farmer? Their fingers are huge, huge fingers. Just huge, you know, daring all their lives like that. And I was going off on the milk, you know. So this dairy farmer came up to him, big guy, wife, and I don't know, at least six kids. He says, don't worry about it, son. He says, we know it's the milk. You know, and that's the thing. You have to be careful with this and understand how you clog your body up because what you clog up with mucus, you have to get it out. And mucus loves the sinuses, the lungs, the bronchi, the voice box, all of that. It's all factual stuff. So getting that out is a trip. And then people bitch when they go through colds and flus and the mucus is flowing and they get fevers and stuff like that, but then they want to drink and eat the dairy products. That gets me. Dairy products are for, for babies and that's their own mother's milk who that mother is eating raw foods. Period. End of story. And now the digestive systems and the, and the gallbladders are so bad they can't even handle mother's milk. You've got to get them on fruit. I've got babies. I, I got a lady showing me eating her little babies eating fruit at like two months or three months old. And a baby is looking like really good. And I'm going, whoa. It's just a natural food of man. But getting good food is another thing. But the biggest deal is remembering. If you've got malabsorption and you're skinny, you can imagine on a detox you're going to get skinnier. He just did that. Ian found that how skinny he got. A lot of you know Ian Myers. But now look at him. I mean, he's back to his muscle man and not eating meat or raw milks. So that's just, that's just individuals. When you're an individual, you have a journey, your individual journey. And whatever that journey is, you've got to work through it. Uh, you might have a lot of things mixed in with that, John, the emotions and things like that, because it sounds like you've got some issues here. And uh, maybe that's holding you back from adrenal, better adrenal power, better lymph power, because that's what it's involved in. You're looking at the nutritional end. I'm looking at which raw meat and that, not nutritional, but I'm looking at why everybody has all these problems. Why would you have IBS? What is IBS? Even if you use the word inflammation and you didn't even know about interstitial lymphatic stuff, you didn't know anything like that, you use the word inflammation. What is inflammation and what side of chemistry causes it? And it brings you all back to the same thing we've been talking about all these years. You know, you only have two sides of chemistry. The body's nothing but cells with spaces around almost every cell and blood and lymph in those spaces. One kitchen, one bathroom. How amazing is that, that two fluids can come together, one be the kitchen and one be the bathroom. You see some leakage of time, sure. Pretty wild, isn't it, for some uh, divine creator to put together something like that. It's unbelievably amazing. Let's see if I can Just watch his fruit sugar video on YouTube. He claims fruits are designed for man and pretty much everything else should be avoided, but then says it's okay in other videos for it's for balance or to slow down detox. So you're not listening through it, John? You don't understand that? Uh, let me see. Uh, on modern day fruits, then why do so many people waste away when trying to be frugivores? They all don't, John. They all don't, but a lot of people do get skinny on it, no question about it, to be honest with you. Uh, and you're going to be that. And you could get skinny just eating vegetables. Same thing. When you start to hydrate and get into an alkaline-dominant diet, an electrical diet, the body's going to do what the body's going to do. If we don't do it, your body's doing it. And how you took your body, your genetics and all that is what you're involved in. And we have to take people like you, John, and get you back out of that. Sometimes it's not always easy. Who knows? I don't know your case completely, so I don't know where to go from that. But 
Humans are frugivores. The fruit sugar is superior in every way. I wouldn't be able to take an MS or Lou Gehrig's case and get them out of a wheelchair. I find that interesting that you're bitching on that when we get people out of wheelchairs all the time neurologically just on fruit. I don't get that. And fruit is, I mean, a primate can eat just fruit and you better be, of course, that makes them a lot more peaceful. So you probably wouldn't hurt you, but you would never want to mess with orangutans. Orangutans particularly are in a situation where they can be 100% frugivores. And you ever see orangutan? Looks like I got a lot of fat on them though. But just saying, nothing's perfect in this world, guys. And you do what you do, you follow your intuition, but you want to get down that road, you want to get tumors out, you got to go on the fruit. You want to get on a lymphatic uh, or, or nerve regeneration, you got to get on the fruit. Fruit is a great thing. When you look at it in every way, economy, uh, looking at it in terms of land and property, uh, what is it? Uh, five acres feeds one cow that feeds what? 20 people, that same acre, you can grow enough vegetables to feed 2,000, 5,000 people and the same acre can handle enough fruit trees to feed 10,000 people. And so when you, when you look, I can't remember what it was anymore, but when you look at that and you realize that in every way, shape and form, the fruit is the superior. Anything a plant or tree bears that gives to you is the least violent. For some of you uh, yogas and Hindus that are very... Um, very high and very, you know, want to bless everything like that, then fruit is the best way to go. Because you don't have to remember a lot of Native Americans didn't want to plant vegetables because they felt like it was ripping their mother's skin. So, you know, again, berries and fruits and things like this are so much better for the Homo sapien and the most nutritious. I mean, you get into, look at the chemistry of milk, raw dead meat, look at the chemistry of all those, and look at the chemistry of living fruits and vegetables. Huge difference. Huge difference. One is more of an ash. Now, raw milk is an alkaline ash food, for sure. Has to be. But we don't always have alkaline milks, depending upon mamas. So you'd have to judge and see all that yourself if you want to go that way. I would never, ever, 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 ever recommend that whatsoever. All right. Let's see if I can see anything else here I'd like to close out with. Because this is important. Even though he's slandering me, it's important that you understand these things. I don't care if he does or not. He's on his own journey. And let him do the raw meat and milk. I've, I've been 50 years. I've seen people do this. This is not old. This, this, this raw milk and raw meat has been around for 30 years or more. Probably even longer than that. Just like urine therapy and, and stool implantation, and it just keeps circulating around every so often. Man doesn't want to take the time to get his physical body back in order again. He's looking for quick fixes and things like that. <coughs> and granted, some people are long-term on this. <coughs> get then take a break. Take a break, put your weight back on if you want to do that. The problem with putting weight back on, what are you going to eat to put weight back on? When you're malabsorbed and you're not fixing that, what are you going to eat to put weight back on? You're going to move to the grains. You're going to move to grains, beans, anything like that. And there you go. You're pulling yourself right back into acidosis. You're, you're actually accentuating more malabsorption. That doesn't correct it. How does, how, does, how does raw milk and raw meat correct malabsorption? How does raw milk and raw meat chemically get rid of tumors and stuff? How does that raw milk and raw meat really hydrate you? When, when the meat is an acidized food, no matter raw or not, and then the milk has to be raw. If you go to cow's milk now, on a homo sapien, a cow's milk might become an acidized food. Just because of the high level of concentration of it. So that all it just doesn't make sense. Nobody's going to sit around drinking uh, human raw milk all the time, thinking that's nutritious for them, when babies don't. Babies got to be weaned. So that doesn't make any sense, common sense at all, John. You're trying to grab on things to help you to promote your whatever. I don't know. Oh, here's one. He says people in his uh, uh, protocol get. Uh, they, don't, they don't become skinny because of malabsorption. It's because it's clear the human body cannot rebuild on fruits alone. That's not clear at all. Yeah, primates will rip your head off, John, just eating fruit. Hmm, interesting. So then it's wrong. You have no idea what malabsorption is or anything like that at all. I can tell that already. Yeah, what's sad is you. 
sad that you had to get to that level of whatever you're at. But it's important to understand what he's talking about, though, and the importance of that. Because this isn't, you know, like I said many times, take your car that's been wrecked and go take it to the body shop and go visit it while they're working on it. And don't, if you really love it, don't get upset when you look at it because they're going to sand it down, they're going to uh, fill it in, sand it down, all kinds of stuff. It ain't going to look too good until they get to a certain point. And that's the same thing with detox. You're not going to look really good to a certain point. Yet others take right off and start looking good immediately. It's all about the individual. I've seen so many people get so beautiful in this program. It's amazing. So you're going to have to tear down Dr. Oz because he took 12 people to the zoo and this is all recorded. Of course, mine are too, but his is recorded. All their stats were recorded. And, uh, hmm, I don't know. But you can't argue that uh, raw fruits, berries, and melons are bad for you in any way, shape, or form. Those are the superior foods of man in every way, shape, or form, and almost every other creature likes them too. I don't know about lions and stuff like that. I've never seen that, but I tell you, almost any omnivore will take a fruit any day. Any day. Matter of fact, Holly's a dog now. She got a new little, um, it's a uh, golden doodle, some type of mountain golden doodle, cute little thing. And that, it, the dog only wants fruit. Banana chips, I mean, all kinds of stuff that dog's eating. Uh, strawberries, blueberries. It's like, holy crap, he wants more and more and more and more. And talk about energy and active. And I mean, I'm smart. I'm crap. That's already a smart species breed, you know, but my God. So, I mean, the dog's been putting on weight like crazy. Now, here's, a, here's an omnivore eating predominantly fruits and berries. You know, there's blueberries and things like that. Gaining weight like crazy. She's only had him uh, a month or so, and he's put on like 11 to 13 pounds. Oh, you're not supposed to put on weight eating just fruit. Oh, well, I guess that was a mistake. I don't know. But so everything is individual, and you have to work through your issues. Learning about the human body, learning about the lymphatic system, and learning the two sides of chemistry is key. If you go back in your health to the acid side of chemistry, you will not find your health there. So, uh, have fun on your journey. We are always here to help you in every way, shape, or form. I, uh, you get superior fruit. You'll see what I mean. A lot of you have also experienced this. When you start digesting fruit and, and berries, and you, you're digesting well, right? And you try to go back to salads. It's hard, isn't it? It's hard. It's just like chew, 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 and it's like that lettuce seems to get bigger, and it's like, oh man, when you can down a piece of fruit, feel the energy from it, feel the awareness from it, oh, that's not healthy. I, I shouldn't feel better eating fruit, but enjoy all you want, because we are, the Homo sapien is a frugivore species. And the frugivore species need to increase his mental powers and his ability to know himself so he doesn't get taken over. So I love you guys and thanks for listening to me. I thought that was an important, uh, we get sometimes comments like that, but he's been right on that. You can't slander people. You know, if you don't like what I do, okay, I don't care. I really don't care. You know, but if you're hurting, I'll be there, the first one there to help you. I'll tell you that. And even you, John, I'll be right there to help you if you need the first man there. So I love you all, and uh, you all give from your heart, you know. We're all helping each other to get better, and that's the whole thing. And sometimes some people get into these pitfalls and these holes, and, you know, some people have a harder body to get back to, to in shape again. I get all that. And that's why I used to say, yeah, detox is a true detoxification is an art. You have to know when to hold them and when to fold them, when to move yourself down this road. And I don't know what else to say outside of that. That's what makes masters over chelas. You know, as those that have walked that road and done it and been able to take others down that road and have done it. And that's just all there is to it. And I don't know John, his case and all that. I, I Shannon said I, I met him in class before, but um, I don't know. So anyway, you all have fun. I'm here for you all, anytime you need it, and also in your dream state. Look at that. Keep remembering to look within and listen within. 
Remember the challenge that Dr. Morris's Be Here Now challenge. In that challenge of being here now, let's add another component. Now, I'm getting ready to do a series of TikTok things talking about all these different aspects of milk and all this stuff. And so they're going to be little minute to two minute one-liner things. But let's add another element to Dr. Morris's Be Here Now. And that element is let's listen while we watch. Not listen outwardly, let's listen inwardly. Now you can do that, you can listen outwardly when you're just sitting there watching life go along, you're watching your thoughts come in, but you're not, you're not engaging, you're watching. Now you can also use the listening technique where you're listening at everything, you're, you're listening, you're trying to hear everything everywhere, right? Then there is the shut down the external listening and listen within. And within is the music of the heavens. Mm -hmm. That's where all the chatter is. There's a lot of chatter on the outside here too. But uh, the worlds and worlds, you know, you almost have to go in in a way to get out. You have to shut down your attention so grossly focused in the outside world of the physical realm to become aware of your inner bodies. Because when you're so focused outwardly, that's where your focus is. And where your focus is, you don't see anything else. That's why when you quit focusing and you kick back, you start seeing everything else. <laughs> pretty easy and pretty simple. So have fun with this. I love you all. And uh, we'll be doing some videos tomorrow with uh, Rosanna. We'll, we'll get those out as soon as we can. So love you guys. and. Uh, I think, uh, Marco, aren't we going to set up another uh, Zoom so we can get some of those people we didn't been able to talk to the last time? Right.